everybody. Welcome to Squad Pod Sports, where we bring you our thoughts on the latest games and news around the sports world. We have a really big episode this week. Special guest is host of the Locked On Raiders podcast, ESPN Central Texas, Raider Nation Radio 920. And you can also find him on Twitter at your boy Q254. Uh, special guest, uh, your boy Q, man. Uh, thank you for being on. We, we really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem, man. I got tired just listening to all those damn jobs I got, man. I got tired. You're busy. You've been a busy guy. Yeah, I was like, man, I did all that, huh? Damn, I did. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's all good, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no absolutely. Problem. Appreciate the time, you know. Yeah, it, absolutely. And any any time given is appreciated, yo. We really do. <laughs> absolutely. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, so you have been doing this for quite a while, man. So why don't you kind of give us a rundown of like how you got started and uh, what your latest projects have been? Well, it's funny, man, how I got started. I've always had a radio background going back to 99, just uh, a music background. And uh, I've always been a Raider fan. And so uh, what happened is uh, when the Raiders were really good and they went to the Super Bowl and obviously they ended up losing to Tampa Bay and John Gruden, uh, there, there was nobody. And I was from California at the time. I was living in Cali. Nobody was talking about the Raiders and I and I would watch Sports Center and ESPN and I'm like why is this team so damn good but yet nobody's talking about them so it just it used to bother me man it used to drive me crazy and so I'd always tell the homeboys like hey man if I ever get a chance to do something and, and be on some you know some kind of outlet or if I have an opportunity to represent I'm going to talk about the Raiders even though nobody else is and everyone's just like, ah yeah whatever anyway fast forward uh, I got an opportunity to be on ESPN Central Texas after I moved to Texas and uh, I, it was cool and, you know, in Texas, we're talking Cowboys, we're talking Texans, we're talking, you know, the Mavericks, we're talking Spurs, we're talking Rockets. You know, we're not talking about the Raiders at that time, yeah. the Oakland Raiders. But uh, I said I was going to represent, so I did. You know, anytime I had an opportunity to throw the Raiders into the conversation, I would do it. And uh, it was always funny because, you know, now everyone knows me like, hey, that's Q. You know, he's, he's a big time Raider fan, but he'll tell it how it is. You know, be real about it. See, that's the difference. It's like it's one thing to fan out and it's another thing just to be honest about it, but still still give a breakdown uh, of your team. And so so that's that's kind of what I started doing. And then I had a dude named James Arcelana uh, from Oakland, California, who just happened to hit me up on Twitter or kind of reached out on Twitter in general and just said, hey, you know, is anyone uh, out there kind of want to do a, a Raider podcast? I'm thinking about getting into it. And so right then to me, it clicked. I was like, oh, boom, like, I can absolutely. do that. So, yeah, yeah. So I was like, there it is. And I had never done a podcast before. So I said, well, let me jump on with James. And so we did it. And it was, you know, it got the it got the ball rolling and it was it was good. And we still do it to this day, uh, only like once a week or sometimes we, you know, we'll skip a week or so. But, uh, you know, it's, it's never made any money or anything. It's just been one of those things we did as as fans of the team, but honest fans of the team. And. So that turned exactly. into, you know, that went from Black, uh, Black Hole Banner podcast to Locked On Raiders podcast to Silver and Black Today to Raider Nation Radio 920 to, I mean, on Sunday I was in Las Vegas in Allegiant Stadium covering the Chiefs and Raiders games. Like, wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's it's wild, man. So, uh, you know, we were talking before the show started. If, if you if you grind it and you believe in it, man, you can do it. So uh, if Absolutely. anyone's proof, that's me, man. So keep on, keep keep the hustle going, keep the grind going. Absolutely, yeah, man, that, man, that story is really great. Like you, you did everything right. It sounds like you found the, the, the perfect idea, like for the market, like nobody talking about the Raiders, you know, you, it seemed like you kind of went about everything the right way because I mean, it seems like Raiders fans as a whole aren't really like the most outspoken of fan bases. Like you don't really see Raiders fans all the time. Like I only know one Raiders fan and that's, and that's Vern's dad. 
Right. <laughs> so, but, I mean, but he's devoted. He's been a Raiders yeah, fan since I was since I was Hardcore, born. You know, yeah. No matter what. Yeah, every exactly. year. So I yeah, mean, that's it's, thing, it's great man. you tapped into that market. Yeah, I mean that's the thing though. Raider fans are are so loyal to their team through thick and thin, and there's so many generations of Raider fans that have never seen them win. I mean, you know, you think about it. Honestly, me, man, I'm 44 years old, and the last time they won a Super Bowl it was '83. I was seven. You know what I mean? So right, it's yeah. like, how invested was I at seven years old? I couldn't even <laughs> lie to you and say that oh, I was locked in and that that was you know my favorite team. Like I was just I was trying to figure out where I was gonna get my next uh, you know snack from or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't worried about them. So it's it's but it's the crazy thing is that there there is Raider fans everywhere. You know, it's one of the, the largest fan bases. They're worldwide, you know. So I find them in Texas, I find them in Vegas, I find them in the Bay. I find I mean I just find them everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's it's great, man. It's 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 awesome. And then I've seen, and this is just me from a guy who does these shows on the daily, I've seen it grow to the point where so many people have a podcast out now about the Raiders. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, is that competition for you? And I'm like, no, nah, man, I don't care, man. Like, we all have our own angles. We all do our own thing. And the right. more, the better, man. Because this, again, yeah. going back to the original reason why I ever did it to begin with, there was no coverage of the team. So now there's extra coverage, extra coverage, and there's more coverage. And there's people that are doing podcasts all over the place. And so uh, it's great, man. I love, I just love seeing it grow and feeling like I was, like, a part of that thing. So it's yeah, awesome. That's- that's awesome. You're kind of at the for- forefront of yeah. like the, the Raiders movement. Right. Um, and and to add on to what you're saying, like my my situation is kind of the reverse of yours, where you were saying you watched the, the Raiders win the Super Bowl at seven. I, I grew up in a Philly fan, so I mean I've, I've seen us at the in the Super Bowl, and I unfortunately I've never a couple years ago was the first time we won, of course. But I mean yeah. I recently got to see the Super Bowl, and you know my whole life. I, we were there against the Pats before, you know, but I mean, who knows how long it is going to be until we're there again. So, I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, so it's kind right, of the opposite right. of your situation, but I mean, that's awesome, man. That's, that's kind of great that you're at the forefront of that Raiders movement. Um, we'll, we'll kind of talk about Raiders here a little bit with you. Um, how do you feel about Derek Carr as like your franchise QB going forward? Well, I think he's been a guy that everyone questioned for multiple years, especially after John Gruden came back in 2018, everyone thought, oh, he's not going to be the guy. He's not going to get along with Gruden. He's not going to be able to handle the way that Gruden treats him or talks to him or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that there was some question. I think there was some validity to that for a quick second. But this year, man, if you see what Derek Carr is really doing this year, not only with his arm, but his, his, his brain, man, his understanding of the offense, his understanding of what to do with the line of scrimmage, uh, that's the kind of the nuts and bolts that I really look at and really just say, okay, this dude gets it. I mean, he'll get to the line of scrimmage and he'll, he'll call out the tight end's name and say, hey, hey, you know, come to me, come to me, you know, meaning basically <laughs> I need you yeah. to, uh, you know, co- come in motion short and, and fast. And, and uh, you know, he just, he's calling out everything. So he totally understands John Gruden's offense. Uh, as far as his play, man, he's using his legs, which is something I've been begging him to do for years. He's athletic enough to do it. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not going to run around the field and just, you know, tear you up like Kyler Murray or any of those cats. But he's mobile enough. He's athletic enough to pick up a, a third and three. If he, if there's no wide receiver there, he can run and pick it up. Third and five, exactly. he can run and pick it up. And, and you have to be able to do that. If you can't do that, man, you're you're a sitting duck and you're you're basically a target practice. And so that's what he was for a couple of years after he broke his ankle in 2016. And so now all of a sudden it's it's confidence, it's understanding. He knows that he has the, the you know the back of John Gruden. John Gruden's got his back. So I, I absolutely believe that Derek Carr is the franchise guy, no doubt about it. He's playing some of the best ball of his life right now. 
Yeah. And uh, the Raiders and, and their fan base, man, they're they're excited about what he's doing and, and the movement that he's making and the direction he's taking the team. So, yeah, Derek Carr is definitely the guy, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's it seemed like this is the perfect time for him to be doing what he's doing, you know, because, I mean, over the past couple of years, there was always the question of, like, what is Derek Carr's ceiling? Like, you haven't really seen, like, have we seen what he the best of what he could do? And, right. of course, what you're saying is, like, the past year or so, there was a lot of, like, you know how the media is. They're saying there's a lot of tension between him and Gruden. Maybe yeah, they didn't get along. Right. They brought Mariota in. They weren't really sure on what was going to happen. There was a lot of rumors about, like, oh, Derek Carr is only the guy as of right now. But, I mean, from what you're saying, like, and what we're seeing on the field, he's he's playing amazing football right now. Um, and we've talked about on the podcast before how the Raiders are just, like, so quietly good right now. Nobody's talking about them. And it's, of course. Like, <laughs> like, nobody's talking about them. Just they're, like they're talking point. about them now. They're talking yeah, about yeah. Them now. I mean, they didn't yeah. win that game, and there's no moral victories on Sunday, but they they uh, they took the Chiefs to Super Bowl champs to the wire on national mm-hmm. TV. Yeah, and, Sunday, I mean, they beat them football. earlier this year, too. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, they're, they're being talked about now because, uh, yeah, they're opening some eyes quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah. And I was wondering, too, like, if you see that result of that game now, you're one and one with the Chiefs being their only loss on the season. You see them in the playoffs as a seventh seed, and they're a two because Pittsburgh gets the one. That's yep. that's another first-round matchup. That would be – I would love to see round three, uh, see who comes out of that game. It could be a great upset in the first round where the Raiders squeak through, and then next thing you know, you're matched up with Pittsburgh. I, I could see them winning that game as well. Yeah, I could see you know? the Raiders beating Pittsburgh. Next well, you the, know, you know, I'm just about it. The thing about it is the Raiders offense is not one that any team really wants to play. And I'm not saying exactly. that, as a, you know, like a disrespectful way to any other team, but the way that they score points and the way that they conduct their offense is something that uh, is really good for the playoff run. You know, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you grind it out on the ground. You got that heavy run game with Josh Jacobs. You got it with Devontae Booker. You got that offensive line that blocks downhill. You got, you know, guys, that that works in any kind of weather. It doesn't matter if it's cold in Pittsburgh, cold right. in Kansas City, cold in Cleveland. That travels. And then you got, you know, Derek Carr, who's a surgeon right now. So he's able to make the passes <laughs> that he needs to. And he has he has weapons around him. So right now, I mean, w- without sounding, you know, cocky or, or too ahead of myself, the, the offense is really one that, that teams don't really want to deal with right now. Now, the defense, that's a whole other story. But yeah. the, the offense is, is, is right up there with the best of them in the league right now. Right, yeah. right. I completely agree. And to kind of talk about, like, going off of what you're saying about the offense, um, you guys got a lot of decent players, like you're saying. um, I just kind of wanted to know your thoughts on, like, Henry Ruggs and Josh Jacobs and even, like, the the acquisition of Nelson Aguilar, who's turned out to be kind of a bright spot on the team this year uh, for you guys no, he's been a, he's been a great spot on the team and i thought he wasn't even a guy who's gonna make it out of training camp when they signed yeah. him i thought he was just a training camp body i saw how he left uh, philadelphia how they, they weren't happy with his drops that he had and uh, yeah. eagle fans man eagle fans well you know just ripped the hell out of him and, <laughs> yeah uh, and and deservedly so but he's <laughs> he found a new life in in uh in l and in las vegas and and Derek carr really trusts him man he goes to him all the time yeah it, it certainly you seems know? like it yeah, so he, he trusts them. They got a good chemistry uh, going along with each other. Henry Ruggs is a guy that I think because Nelson's playing so well that Henry Ruggs is kind of coming along a little slower than than expected because he's expected to be that speedster. He's expected yeah. to stretch the field and everything. But Nelson Aguilar got like six six or seven touchdowns on the season for the Raiders right now. He leads the team. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? So it's like. 
well, okay, I guess you got this uh, hot shot young dude, but you might as well roll with Nelly while Nelly's getting it done. <laughs> and so, yeah. and that's, you know, and I knew when they caught, when they had a nickname for him, I was like, wait a minute, they're serious about this guy. They got a, <laughs> they got a nickname for that's him. You don't you get know. a nickname if you're a bum, you know, unless, <laughs> yeah. unless that's your nickname, bum, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting, man, but they, they definitely got a nice chemistry between Carr and, and Nelson Aguilar. And uh, the rest of the offense, man, they, they're just really good weapons. Ruggs, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Uh, I mentioned Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker, that offensive line. I mean, it all yeah. starts in the trenches, man. If you have time to, to throw the ball and you have uh, open lanes to run the ball, you have an opportunity to win games. And that's what the Raiders are doing right now. Yeah. Right. I, I, I mean, I definitely predicted before, like, whenever Aguilar we re- was released, I, I definitely predicted him going somewhere else and thriving. I, I knew it was going to happen. Um, I remember talking to Vernon about it before. He's like, I no, no matter where he goes, I know they're gonna he's gonna they're gonna get the most out of him. I just think it was like what you were saying. I think it was the the Philly fans and a lot of the pressure kind of beaten down on him week after week. You know, I think it was a little too much to handle at at that point. Um, I mean, yeah, because Philly's rough for for players. If you don't have right. thick skin, you're not gonna make it in Philly. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you can go ahead, Vern. You got another question? Yeah, I was just um, wondering. I know you you cover a lot of Dallas, uh, or, or at least uh, used to, as far as like being in Texas. What do you think about this? Is kind of getting out of the AFC there. What do you think about the NFC East? Who wins that division? This that is division, out there. That division stinks. <laughs> it does. It that division does. is terrible, man. That's an awful division. Uh, I picked Philly to win it early in the season, but they're um, they're not very good. You know, no. I mean, they're clearly not no. very good. They got questions at quarterback, and and on top of that, uh, they got a quarterback that's making a whole lot of money that you're questioning right now. So Carson Wentz is a, is a question. Jalen Hurts is not the guy right now. I don't no. know if he's going to be the guy. He's not ready to be the dude. Um, there's a lot of injuries in Philly. I, I don't know what the hell's going on with Philadelphia. Washington yeah. is is a mess. I mean, they, they have mm. a good defensive front, but they have an absolute mess the rest of the way. I just like the fact that Alex Smith is playing because we all know what he came back from. So yeah. He's playing great. You know, We've been talking yeah, about so that here, yeah. That's So that's really cool. He'll be comeback player of the year. I like that. Uh, and then there's the Cowboys, and you have no you have no idea what, what Cowboy team you're going to see week to week. You know, one week it's like, yeah. okay, they're playing really good. Next week they stink. They're awful. Obviously, when – Dak Prescott went down. That was major, but uh, they they just they're just not a very good team either. So whatever team wins the NFC East is actually going to host a playoff game, which is a joke. But they're going to host yeah. a crazy game. to me. I and, agree. And then they're going to get they're going to be one and done. So I mean, it's just as simple as that. I don't see yeah. anybody right. in the NFC East making a run in the playoffs. I just don't. Just, yeah. I was curious um, because of like your, your Cowboys background, like what you thought, um, especially them coming off that win. Um, like I, I know CD Lamb is probably my my favorite part about that team right now just yeah. because he's he's so athletic like seeing him make that that yeah, turning that crash, like, catch it was amazing yeah. to see and like i'm i'm really like i don't really have any affiliation with the cowboys but I, i'm just like really hoping to see him turn into something great i like i like his style you know the same with all these rookie wide receivers so i like keep an eye on them you know yeah, yeah um, no, he, he's a stud, man. He's an absolute stud. He was actually he was a guy that I, I had no idea what the Raiders were going to do in the draft. I knew that they needed mm-hmm. a, a a number one wide receiver, and I I thought that C.D. Lamb was going to be the guy they picked at number twelve. They had an option at C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, or Henry Ruggs. They went with the speedster, and well, uh, C.D. Lamb is just balling out of control. And you know, I get yeah. it. Henry Henry Ruggs' speed is, is is special, man. You can't teach that speed. But uh, man, I, I'll tell you, uh, I know a lot of Raider fans are thinking. How come Henry Ruggs ain't getting the targets that C.D. Lamb's getting? How come he's not doing the production that C.D. <laughs> yeah. Lamb's having? 
Sandy Lamb was a fun player at Oklahoma, and he's a real fun player with the Cowboys. Man, he's a bright spot to the point, and this is just me spitballing, but this is to the point of where I think that Amari Cooper might be expendable this offseason. I think that they might try to make a move mm. and, and trade that him contract. Somewhere. You know, yeah, move that contract uh, and move him. And then pay back. His, his, exactly. His production is not, not what it should be when they need <clears> it. I mean, it's, it's great week one and week two when they're playing in Jerry's world, but, you know, week yeah. 15 when they're playing in Philly in the cold, he's not that guy. He, he shrivels up. He's just not the dude. And so yeah. I think they probably are going to have a little buyer's remorse with that contract. And now that CeeDee Lamb's playing so good and they got Michael Gallup as well, I, right. I don't think they need to hold on to Coop. I think that they could use him for trade bait and uh, and try to make sure that they solidify that contract for Dak next uh, this offseason and then just go in, into the draft and work on some other pieces for that offense. But, I mean, they got guys that can score. They don't need. They don't really need Amari Cooper out there. So I just think, this is me personally, I think that he's going to be Very good to point. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as the NFC East goes, I, of course, I had Philly a couple weeks ago winning it. But, I mean, as of right now, I think, the most complete team, I know they're all have three wins, but I think the most complete team as of right now is the Giants. It seems like they kind of have everything figured out in a way. It seems like they've had some momentum on their side here going into that bye week this past week. Um, I mean, it, it hurt me even putting an Eagles jersey on today, let alone I had to put a Cunningham jersey on, not a, a current jersey. Um, <laughs> as far <laughs> I, I couldn't put put myself through putting on a current jersey, you know, it's it's embarrassing at this point. Um, but I mean, as far as going back to the Raiders, uh, is there anything I'd, uh, with Gruden, is there anything that you've really liked out of him since he came to Las Looks Vegas? Like and is there anything three, really that you dislike that he's done the past couple years? Um, I mean, I don't think anyone was a fan of him trading Khalil Mack. Uh, right. Yeah, definitely we got back for that. I think we obviously get it. And if you look at what the Raiders were able to get from the trade of Khalil Mack with the draft picks, getting to Josh Jacobs, getting to Jonathan Abram, getting to Damon Ugh, Arnett, freeing up a lot of cap space. You know, I mean, they, they look, it's one of those things that you don't like to make those tough decisions. But he came in and he had a plan. He said, hey, I'm going to tear this thing all the way down to the nuts and bolts. And as a, as a fan, not as a, as a guy covering the team, but as a fan, I'm thinking, man, the team is closer than that. You don't really need to tear them all the way down. You just need to make some tweaks here and there. But he felt like they needed to tear the team all the way down. So he did that. And, you know, it is what it is. But uh, you see now you, the young guys, the hungry guys on the squad, the guys that are still on rookie contracts, and you see it's all starting to pay off. So now right. you start to see the big picture. You're like, okay, I get what he was doing, even though, again, yeah. a lot of people don't like it. But it's just it is what it is. Uh, I think one of the best things he did, though, was uh, also hire Mike Mayock, you know, bring him away from NFL Network and uh, bring him in as their general manager. And, and I, I just think that Mike Mayock is a really good talent evaluator. Uh, obviously, everyone who's ever watched the NFL and cares about the draft has seen him on NFL Network talk about these players. And no GM's going to hit 100 percent all the time. I mean, it's just not possible. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, to have a guy that, you know, has a good idea of what he's looking for. That's 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 good. And then to know that John Gruden never had a real good uh, history when it came to uh, drafting players. He just never had a really good track record. So I think that they balance each other out really well. You know, he respects Mayock. Mayock respects him. But they could challenge each other. You know, if, if, right. if Mayock sees something works. Gruden's doing, he can say, hey, man, that's not right. And Gruden will challenge him back. And they'll go back and forth. Whereas when Reggie McKenzie was a GM, John Gruden's like, Psh, you ain't nobody. That The end-all be-all where, you know, <laughs> with me. It's, it's what I say. So that's all that really matters. So. More uh, that, of a mutual pretty, respect. 
Yeah, no. exactly, yeah, exactly. So yeah, but I'm I mean, just to be honest, I'm a I'm a big John Gruden fan anyway. Uh I, mm-hmm. I always I always wanted him to return to the sidelines for the Raiders. So when they, he came back in twenty eighteen, I was thrilled and, and now it's starting to pay off. A lot of people kind of questioned it and laughed at it. Oh, he's got a ten year, hundred million dollar contract, <laughs> you know, whatever. But now you're starting to see what exactly he brings to the table. Uh, yeah. He cares about, you know, every, everyone can't be, that's the other thing, everyone can't be a Raiders head coach. It's, it's something different. You're cut yeah. from a different cloth. It's not, you just can't go in and, and be on the sidelines for the Raiders. You, you got to have a special bond uh, with the team. You got to know about gets the team it. history. Yeah, you got to just, you got to be a different dude. And that's exactly mm-hmm. who John Gruden is. He's just, he's just cut differently. So I can definitely yeah. respect that. Yeah, I mean, as far as that 10-year deal, it, Whenever they announced that, it seemed to me like he kind of went to him and they gave he gave him a plan of like, this is what I'm going to do. Right. This is all the steps that it's going to take. And they gave him like, all right, here's 10 years that like, if you think that you can build a championship team within that time, go at, have at it. And I mean, the first, He's like what you're saying, it. everybody was kind of skeptical of the, of the Khalil Mack trade and like you could try to get Mari Cooper. Right. Um, and it's like, you got to break a couple eggs and make an omelet, man. You got to, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. got to. It's like you got to build a nice team around like you got to get some draft picks and, and kind of right. move forward with that. But I mean, it seems like even over the past couple of years, he's built quite, quite the team. I mean, what you said, the defense is a little shaky here and there. But I mean, that's not that's something you can definitely add on to over the next year or so. That'll make right. you guys even better if you can hold that offense to the way it is going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think they're headed in the right direction. I think that they showed that Sunday night on uh, on national TV. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you can hold your own against the Chiefs twice, <laughs> like that, that definitely means something. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> you got anything, Vern? Um, yeah, I mean, um, we don't want to hold you for too, too long here. Um, just had like maybe one, one more question uh, from me. Just what what would be your unbiased Super Bowl prediction going forward here? Sitting here at uh, week twelve, Ooh, what man. would be? What do you think? It is, it is a little early out? still, but it what, is. what you got? But uh, well, I'll just, it, it, it what is. do you think? You, you can see, you can kind of see the movers and shakers. Um, man, uh, that's that's a really good question, especially if you look at the NFC side of things. Like I look at the it's Packers, a, that's their team there, that could be in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at the, uh, a team in the NFC West. I see Seattle. I think their defense is going to bite them too many times. Definitely. Um, I don't think Arizona's quite ready there. Uh, the Rams mm-hmm. are playing good ball. I mean, you just saw them mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football. They're playing some yeah. really good ball. Uh, that defense, I, I, man. I guess in the NFC, I would either go. I would probably go – the Saints always find a way to lose. So yeah, I think they, I would, they always <laughs> choke some way in the playoffs. Yeah, so I, I think either Green Bay or – I'll say Green Bay or Seattle will get it. No, okay. Green Bay or the Rams. Okay. I'm sorry. Green Bay or the Green Rams. Green Bay or the Rams. Yeah, we'll represent in the NFC. Okay. And then the AFC, okay. I, I would have to say, is still – is still. I mean, the Chiefs are still the, the cream of the crop. They're still the best yeah. team in the AFC. I think Baltimore has been figured out. Um, I think, right. yeah, Pittsburgh – Pittsburgh is really, really good. They're playing some damn good ball. Uh, they're not going to go undefeated, though. They're going to take a loss here and there. Uh, they'd probably rather get it out of the way now than, than get it out of the way in the wrong time in the playoffs. But at some yeah. point, they're going to take a loss. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that the Chiefs and Steelers are probably the best two teams in the AFC. Uh, and then I'd say that in the NFC, it's either the Rams or, or the Packers right now. But it's still early. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. It's late November. <laughs> right, yeah. right. 
Yeah, my only worry about the Packers is just like that run defense is just not great at all. Like teams right. seem like they do their best run game against the Packers. Like it happened last year in the playoffs. It's already happened this year a couple times. Like it seems like that's the like that's the kryptonite right. <laughs> to the Packers is like the run game. Um so I mean and it seems like the Seattle defense is all around bad. So it's not even just yeah. a run game. It's a whole defense. Yep. It can't stop anybody. Yeah. And as far as like Tampa, Tampa Bay Gronkineers, <laughs> you never know what team you're going to get each week with them. Like one week they're, they're balling. They haven't figured out. And like last, like what we saw last night, Tom Brady's <laughs> throwing two picks. And like, Bruce Arians is throwing them under the bus in the press yeah, conference throw- again. Just, <laughs> yeah. every, every time they lose, man. Yeah, and I mean, I could kind of say the same with the Rams. I mean, the Rams are like, I don't they're know, up and like, down. They're up um, and down. They're I think like more, a little more consistently up though this season, at least. Yeah, yeah. they're but playing I mean, good ball right now. They're playing good ball yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, they're playing at the right time. time. Yeah, exactly, right time. Mm-hmm. precisely. And I mean, yeah, it, it seems like there's more of a question mark around the NFC than the AFC at this point. Like, right. who knows? Um, but I mean, it's. It seems like the AFC is like the Chiefs, Steelers, and possibly Oakland. I mean, not Oakland, Las Vegas. I keep <laughs> wanting to say Oakland. Um, well, they got but, uh, they got they got they got to sure up some things. Their run defense, well, their defense in general is not very good right now. I mean, they they got to mm-hmm. get better in that defense if they're going to win in in late December and early January. They got to have a stronger defense. So they have an opportunity. Their offense can run with anybody in the league. That's what I do know. Uh, but it's right. just, it all it all depends on how much can the defense stop. If the defense can come up with some stops, they'll win games. You know, honestly, they should have won that game Sunday night. They came up short. Their defense allowed a Patrick Mahomes, who's a great quarterback, but to get down the field, you know, and and, and score a touchdown when you can't give up a touchdown in that situation. So yeah. championship teams, championship teams find ways to close the door, and they didn't find a way to close the door on Sunday night, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. that's true. Yeah, man. Um, before we let you go, I got, I got just got one little question for you. It's not really like football related. I just uh, want to know if you have any advice to any uh, smaller podcasters or any kind of people trying to get into the sports world of, of like broadcasting us. or reporting, <laughs> like us in a way. Um, if you have yeah. any advice to to kind of give to anybody. Yeah, man. You're never a smaller podcast, man. You're not. You know, don't ever go into it like you're a smaller podcast. Go into it like you can hold your own with anybody. And, and, and all you have to do is just continue to grind and continue to work. And when tell, someone tells you that you can't, you tell them that you can and you show them that you can. And don't worry about it. Keep your head down and keep busting your tail and you'll be just fine. And, uh, you know, all you got to do, and this is the thing, put your all into every single show because it could be that one throwaway show that you do that someone who can change your life listens to. So, you know, I'm saying if you're going to put your name or you're going to put some, your voice on something, make sure you, you come in with, you know, with your guns blazing because, again, I mean, like someone could listen to this podcast and be like, I don't know why Q wasn't on his A game or so, you know, and 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 that wouldn't be right to you guys. And it wouldn't be it would be me disrespecting my own name. So if I'm going to jump on and, and be on anyone's show or if I'm going to put some work out, it's going to be my best at all times uh, because I never know who's going to listen. And, and that's I, I mean, I could go on for hours about how many how many blessings I've got since uh, doing these podcasts. It's just it's unbelievable. So just put your all into it every day and uh, it'll, it'll be rewarded at some point. So there you go. Absolutely, that's, man. That's great, man. Um, really appreciate that. Like, yeah, man. It, it, just because, like, we we really want to do this. This is more like we we talk all the time off camera, obviously, about like imagine doing this as a job, waking up every morning and doing <laughs> this. Like, that is the goal. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, like, it, it's just and, and 
uh, people like you like are really inspiring, you know, because like yeah. I know like like you were saying about your whole like since since the nineties, man, like you've been just working and working and working and like you said, it's like you got tired listening to all the different jobs listed there. Like that yeah. that's inspiring. It's motivating. I just appreciate you even giving us the time of day, man. Yeah, oh, man. No, 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 we really man. appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate you reaching out. I'm glad we were able to make this work, man. No problem, man. Um, hopefully we can have you on again sometime because it was a really yeah. good conversation with you, man. Okay. You, you let me know, man. I'm, I got your back. I'm here. All definitely, right. man. Thank you uh, very much. Definitely man. special thanks to your boy Q. Uh, check him out on Locked On Raiders podcast, ESPN Central Texas, Raider Nation Radio 920, and also at your boy Q254 on Twitter. Thank you very much, man. We, we really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. You guys keep, keep up doing the, the great work, man. I appreciate y'all. Once again, special thanks to your boy Q for hopping on here with us. That was a great interview. We learned a lot from him, talked about the Raiders a lot. Um, But we are going to get into the meat and potatoes of what we here at Squad Pod Sports do. But before we do that, we have a really special announcement. Uh, We have a partnership now with the Journey with the Jays Network. Um, They're the ones that bring you the Journey with the Jays podcast, uh, the Pundits Pundit, and uh, Perched Gridiron podcast. Um, We're really excited about... uh, joining their network and a lot of uh, what we what's to come here in the future man um it's really exciting times absolutely go check all of their channels out all of their yeah. pages um they're, they're out there putting out great news uh, it, it's great it's great check to be all part out of that on, on twitter um they're looking to build we're having a website built here hopefully within the next like six months to a year um and then you know going from there so big things are going to be happening here in the future so stay tuned for that um, but we are going to get into what we normally do here weekly. Uh, the week 11 breakdown that just happened. We did horrible this week. Overall, um, <laughs> our records are great. Overall, our records are great. This last week, do not judge us by. Please, do not judge us by this last yeah. week. It was if so you turn bad. If you're tuning in, go look at our past episodes because we did great on those. This one, we didn't do great at all. Um, we'll get into our week 12 predictions. We always do our predictions for the week. Uh, some injuries happened within the NBA and NFL here past two Big weeks. Ones. This past Big week, so huge ones. Uh, so we'll talk about them and a lot of NBA free agency signings and trades happening, even mm. since the last week when we reported on a bunch of them. Right. So we'll also talk about that as well as the college football rankings that came out, which are really exciting. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> you already so know just... I should put that jersey up on the wall back there or something. Just... <laughs> absolutely um so we'll just hop right into it man the thursday night game was a good one the cardinals and the seahawks hey we both picked arizona in this one i did i really thought arizona was gonna pull it out just because of how seattle's been playing lately yeah but russ did it you know russ did win. you never know what kind of a team i mean russ pretty much has to win the game for him that offense has to win the game for him every week so i mean you don't know if they're going to be able to do it every single week. So, I mean, it was kind of – that was my first week I really kind of bet against the Seahawks. And, of course, it, it, it bites me in the ass. And I'm going right. to pick them probably this week, and they're going to lose. <laughs> oh, um, no, I don't, I don't think they're going to lose this week. We'll see. I don't think I, so I either. I hope they lose. Believe me, I hope they oh, lose. Oh, you play. But, you play. Oh, we'll get to yeah, that. But. We'll get to that. I hope they lose. But, anyway, it was a good game, man. Uh, it came down to the wire. 
hey, Kyler Murray is still doing what he needed to do. Um, he just couldn't do enough. Um, I, I still trust Kyler Murray, man. The same way I trust Russ. I'd love to see what Kyler Murray's doing out there. He's running yeah. around just playing great football. And the thing, the thing is, like, it's getting to the point where I'm not even really thinking about his size anymore. Just, like, because I've kind of trusted it. You know, it, it's just I'm, I'm, he's one of the young quarterbacks. I'm super excited to just continue watching as the years go. You know. Yeah, I agreed. Um, the Cardinals, I'm not worried about them. I'm I'm more worried about the Seahawks still. Even with the victory. <laughs> Even with the victory, I'm still more worried about the Seahawks than I am the Cardinals. I think the Swiss Cardinals. Cheese. I didn't necessarily think the Cardinals are going to win a Super Bowl or anything this year, but it's more of a building year with the team yeah. to go into next year because next year that could be their shot. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Make some additions. <clears throat> um, I guess. We'll talk about this game. Next up, hey, we got both. The goddamn Philadelphia Eagles and the Cleveland Browns. I can't be mad because I picked the Browns. You know, right. you picked the Browns. I can't be that mad because I picked them, but I'm furious because nothing has changed yet again. It nope. is, oh my God. Cars that had I'm that out of ugly, words. I'm out of words. Turnover, man. That, I'm oh. out of words. I I I, w- I just want to know like at at this point is it is it Carson you know is Listen. Carson's not helping necessarily but you you can't put Jalen Hurts in you can't no. do that it's not it's not going to help at all if anybody follows me on Twitter I did address this momentarily I said the only reason Philadelphia should start Hurts is to prove to the fan base that it's not the QB that's at fault right now. It's the damn, (laughs) it's the whole team. It's the coaching. It's the (laughs) offensive line. Carson Wentz has been sacked 40 times this year. God damn. The most in the NFL sacked 40 times. The second most sacked person is Joe Burrow. And he just got hurt. So Hmm. what I like, that's another discussion. The only reason I would put hurts in is so Carson doesn't get hurt because he's getting sacked 40 times within because you want to actually probably still work with them for next year yeah you know it's not like i I don't i don't realistically see you guys moving on from carson at the end of this year no matter what happens carson's not going anywhere and brings the question to bring your to answer your question carson has a problem there is a problem with carson but it's not a problem i don't think that can be fixed i think the problem arises from the coaching i don't think I think whoever is coaching him is not doing a great job and is not maybe being strict enough with him. It's not saying like, I don't know. It's just not motivating him. And at this point in the season, I think there's so much turmoil on that team. I think that's, that's not helping anymore either. You know, right. it's, but it's not all, it's not all on Carson. And that's, that's a lot of things. I don't things. think it's all on Carson either. And that's no. what everybody's getting misconstrued, especially on Twitter. Like, Twitter is such a like, it's a great place and such a terrible place because people are calling for Carson's head, blaming the whole team struggles on one man is ridiculous. Yes, he does have his faults. He shouldn't be throwing interceptions. He tries to play hero ball and forces it and makes terrible turnovers. I get that. Carson has his faults. He's playing terrible right now. But the the O-line has Sunday... Had, has had its 10th and 11th lineup change. 
Oh my god. Of this there's been 11 different lineup changes for the O-line this season and Jason Kelsey missed four snaps, the most in 4 years. <laughs> like and uh it looked pretty bad. He had to come back in with a robot arm. Um but it's it's terrible, man. I don't think it's going to change the season. It's still trying I don't know. End up at this with point the, uh, I am fine. Yeah, I mean at this point I don't, I'm I don't want the division lead. I'd rather have a good draft pick at this point. Yeah. At this point. To be honest, let the Giants or whatever have it. I don't give a fuck. Give us a good draft pick. Hopefully, Howie Roseman's gone, so he won't waste the draft pick. (laughs) I don't know. We'll talk about that in the bias bubble. We'll move on. I'm ready. Too much. We'll see. Um, The Browns, I'm not, like, the Browns, I'm not scared of the Browns. Like, I think they're good enough to get to like ten wins, um, but I don't see them getting past the Chiefs or the Steelers in the playoffs. You know, I, I'm just not scared of the Browns. Their offense, they have a really good run game. Right. But, I mean, Baker Mayfield made a really a lot, a lot of questionable passes. Almost got picked yeah. like three times. And um, Garrett's going to be out again next week. He had a fumble technically, but someone didn't challenge the damn play. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't. The Browns are definitely probably are going to the playoffs, it seems. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. I, they're going to get bounced by whoever yeah. they play. I don't see them beating the Chiefs or the Steelers. There's there's just no way. Like, the, the Steelers' defense is way too good for that offense. Like, yeah. I, I just keep thinking back to that Texas game, Texans game, where they had three, ten points for three quarters. I'm just, that's not going to beat the Steelers. That's not going to beat yeah. the Chiefs. That's not going to beat the Titans. Like, it. So once they get to the playoffs, they're going to be burnt toast. But like until then, they'll they'll probably at least get to the playoffs. You know? Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. You don't get a decent draft pick. (laughs) Next Uh, up, Saints of the Falcons. Saints of the Falcons. Taysom Taysom Hill, Hill. man. Uh, There was a lot of controversy surrounding the game whether uh, Taysom Hill or Jameis was going to start, and we talked about it last week. How we said did Sean Payton. Said before the season, Taysom Hill's our guy once Drew retires. Right. And then they had Jameis come in whenever Drew was out. So it was kind of up in the air who was going to start. And I, I saw in an interview, Hill, though, Hill uh, apparently at the beginning of the season, Sean Payton was asked um, whether or not, like, who, who would be the starter if anything were to happen to Drew Brees. And he said, um, J- if it's in the middle of the game, Jameis is going to come in. And if we have a whole week to prepare, it's going to be Taysom Hill. So apparently he answered this question like weeks ago. So you're like, doing oh. some investigative reporting here because I didn't see that. <laughs> you already yeah, knew the I, answers. I, I'm just saying, like, so so at that point, I see Taysom Hill go forward with, with this organization. Especially yeah. if if he could cover CYA of the, these next couple of weeks while while Drew Brees is out. Like, it'll be nice to see what happens next year. Drew Brees retires. Taysom Hill takes over. Let's see what happens. You know, still got Michael Thomas, still got Carrera. It could be it, it could be crazy. It could be, like, a whole different type of crazy, you know. But I just don't tr- – it's, like, um, almost like Tebow. I don't necessarily trust his throwing arm. He did have 233, um, but he didn't have any passing touchdowns. I, yeah. He had two rushing. So, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. The Falcons still – Falcons Still the did Falcons. not look good, man. I thought they were going to at least be able to put up some points, you know, with that offense. But nope. Nine. Nope. Nine, <laughs> nine points. There you nine go. Um, the next game, man, it, it was sad. The Bengals and the Washington no-names. Uh, the no-names 
they came out with the dub. Uh, <laughs> I love uh, that you just call them no names. It's just too funny. I'm sorry. They I came mean, out it's looking like it's going to stay like that. So I Permanently mean, no names. It's <laughs> looking like it's going to be the permanent no names. So I'm not going to call them the football team. That's just dumb. No. <laughs> They're all football teams. They're all God football teams. The no names. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Joe Burrow, man, it's he. Uh, he tore his ACL, his MCL, and apparently uh, destroyed a part of his knee. So, so it was crazy. a lot worse than feared. They thought it was just going to be an ACL injury. Uh, so I mean, the timetable for that is going to be even longer. He's going to have a long road to recovery. Right. Um, it was nice to see all the the uh, Reds or oh oh almost said the R word. The, the no name no, players. The no name players come over and like. Just like show like respect, Chase Young. you know. He's like that. He's like he's a Buckeye, you know. Even though he went to LSU after, he's like he's a yeah. Buckeye, you know. So like, it, it was really nice to see that. It was, man. Um, yeah, it, it really it really sucks to see, especially him having the year he was having. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's, it's really terrible exotic. to see someone go out like that. Um, actually, while we're on the subject, I do have the list of all the ACL uh, injuries of this oh. season so far. Oh, um, NFL players coming back from torn ACLs next year, That from this year. <laughs> um, Joe Burrow, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Bosa, Tariq Cohen, Devin Bush, Cortland yeah. Sutton, Taylor Lewin, and Bruce Irvin. Oh, my God. That is such such a heartbreaking list like so many talented players you know getting getting hurt like that you know that's, that's not an injury to be messed around with like that's and then, a serious injury the thing about the the snapped legs this year there's been more snapped legs this year than i think i've ever seen in, in one year like it's just ridiculous like why is it happening so often these players yeah. are too big too fast too strong nowadays a lot, it's ridiculous. Of, a lot of people blame it on the turf Possibly, I know the NFL was having a meeting about may possibly putting actual oh. grass fields back again. Imagine right. a 300 pound lineman snapping your leg. You look down and your leg literally like... just sticks into the ground, like your foot stuck with your cleats. Like that's I can't imagine how painful that is, man. Like that's that's super scary. But that's football, baby. And that's then... like. And then imagine being the backup that comes in to replace that guy. Yeah, you just saw that that happen, and then you're like, oh, great. Now I'm having 300-pound people run at me and try to destroy me. I think about that sometimes when I see, like, quarterbacks take mega hits, like big hits where they fall. Speaking of Joe Burrow, I remember whenever the Eagles played uh, the Bengals, and I think it was Josh Sweat or possibly Brandon Graham that put a hit on Joe Burrow where his head was like, disconnected from his body i don't know if you remember that bro he hit like hit him so hard and he went out a couple plays and came back in but like those kind of hits like he took one like i don't it was not long before he got hurt in that game i think it was chase young hit him as he was running towards the end zone i don't know if you saw that play or not but he got clobbered he fumbled yeah exactly but he got hit so hard man and then you expect somebody like not used to playing Cubs is like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try not to get killed. But, um, uh, next up, we got... The Lions and the Panthers. 
Not good for old Maddie Patricia. Hmm. Zero points. First Zero time they points. were shut out since like 2009, I think they to said. To a backup QB on or the no. Panthers. Maybe it was like sooner than that, but I, since maybe like 2000. I, I know it's been a little bit since they were shut out. It's surprising to hear. Backup QB on the Panthers. Hey, PJ Walker is the man. He was balling in the uh, XFL, man. He Back was balling. On the, his heat seat's getting hotter. It's starting to heat up a little bit. He's like, oh, shit. He's got that pencil in his ear. He's, oh, shit. About to turn his hat backwards like Ash Ketchum. He's going to start looking for a defensive coordinator job here after this year. (laughs) Uh, Ain't much to say about that game. Panthers, I mean, they're they're looking to have uh, Bridgewater and McCaff back this coming week. So that's good news for them. I mean, so they kind of already have some momentum going into getting those guys back, which should help. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, there's really not much else to say about that. Uh, the Steelers and the Jaguars went about as as well as we thought it was gonna go. Hey, when I turned this game on, it was three nothing. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last long. I was like, oh oh. Then it was up, somehow like then it was somehow like ten nothing, and then it was like seventeen nothing. <laughs> I was like seventeen three. Oh my god. Well, yeah. I guess I'm turning this off. But. Steelers marching along 10 and 0. Uh, like like um Q was saying, like I, I could see them catching a couple L's throughout the yeah. season here, but they're looking strong going into the playoffs. No matter yeah. how much we talk crap on them, like they're they're looking real strong going into the playoffs here. Agree. Agree. Uh the next one here was a really good game. The Titans and the Ravens. Overtime game. Came down to the wire. Blankenship um, coming in. This was a knuckleball game for sure, and it's it's oh. like he was saying it's exposing the Ravens week by week. We've talked about this numerous times since even before the season started about how we thought the Ravens were possibly going to get figured out, and I mean mm-hmm. it's 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 really looking like that. I mean even Lamar said a couple weeks ago that like defenses are calling out their plays before they happen. Exactly. Uh, and I mean, there was even some drama before the game started between like the coaches and the players <laughs> like, sitting there arguing. I think it was Malcolm Butler, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Malcolm uh, Butler and Harbaugh. And Harbaugh mouthing off to each other and everything. Yeah. Um, hey, so I mean, there was already probably, some tension going into the game. If the Ravens make the playoffs, if they might see each other in the playoffs at some yeah. point, but that's a mighty if. Yeah, and then. It was a really good game. It came down to a, a Derrick Henry breakaway touchdown mm-hmm. to win the game. Uh, and then there was also some some saltiness at the end where I guess Harbaugh refused to shake Rabel's hand. For real? Oh, you didn't see that video? Oh, yeah, it was no. like Rabel started walking towards Harbaugh in the middle of the thing. And like Harbaugh just like like picked his hand up and walked away or whatever. <laughs> like, he didn't like shake his hand or anything. Man. Hey, so, it is I mean, what it it's is. Like a little salty. That's some Tom Brady shit. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, but, uh, the next, next game, up. man, the Patriots and Texans. <sighs> I thought you guys were going to come back and win this game, man. My boys, my boys were trying everything they could to win this game. I love the game plan at the beginning of the game. It was great. It was creative. It was awesome. But... One thing that I'm I'm kind of irritated about is they had like eighty some eighty eight yards rushing. 
And coming in in this game, they were averaging like 130, 140 a game, something like that. And I'm just like, what? Like, it, oh, it's frustrating. Cam had a great game. I mean, he didn't have any turnovers or anything. Let me see. Yeah. He ended up with uh, 365 and a touchdown. Yeah. And he had, I think, about like, like 30. 40. Right. Like, he, he had a great game, but it just, it just, we couldn't put it together at the end. That defense is nowhere near as good as it, it has been in previous years. So, yeah. It, it, but it's also a lot of younger players, you know, that are just kind of trying to fill into the system right now where we got a lot of injuries, where we got um, new faces, more or less. Like, just because, like Bill was saying, you got cap issues. We've been to four Super Bowls <laughs> over the last how many years. Like, we got yeah. problems right now. We're dealing with it. But I remember it's... you sending me a text, uh, I think it was before or during the game, saying, like, if you lose this game, it's over or yeah. whatever. And, um, and we lost four and yeah. six. This the, is last like... time, the, the last time they lost six games was 2009, okay? It's the last time. And they made the playoffs that year, but also missed the – or uh, lost in the wild card. So, like, yeah. I don't see us winning out – especially because we play Arizona next week, you know? Yeah. I mean, and then after Arizona, the Chargers, and then the Rams, Miami, Buffalo. Like, it's going to get real ugly for New yeah. England. But, I mean, I feel you, man. I, and I'm kind of glad you're you're kind of in my boat, too, where <laughs> we're both just like – except you're like, even though you guys – you have one more win, you guys as a team – look like a team you look more well-rounded as a team yeah. somewhat game in and game out than the Eagles. the eagles just are a mess all around pretty much week. in every game the only team that really like like laid it on us was the chiefs in the second half we, we were hanging with them there and then yeah, um, i mean the, you've the held your own against the seahawks you've held your own against other squads too against everybody except yeah, for the everybody 40, the 49ers Blew us out. Yeah, they they wrecked us. And somehow but... the Eagles beat the 49ers. I don't I don't understand <laughs> it. It is what it is. I don't understand so it at theory, all. So in theory, the Eagles are actually better than the Patriots, even though the Patriots. <laughs> I didn't say that. It's better. I didn't I'm say just that. Saying, that's like numbers flying no, around my head. No, I if the Patriots play the Eagles right now, the Patriots would win, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt in my mind. We just um, I hope they run the ball. <laughs> Uh, but, the next game is the Dolphins and the Broncos, and I felt like a damn fool because I went on Twitter and I put, I said, "Hey everybody, what's your locks for the week?" My lock is the Dolphins winning against the Broncos, and look who's a fool, me. That was that's got why. Fooled in the third quarter. That's why they lost this game because of that. God, but I just Tua ended up getting picks publicly. Fooled. I can't believe it. Like, it just did he do it because he wanted to just like keep him healthy i i did he want to um, just try something different like i don't understand he, he said he was trying to give the team kind of a, a boost he wanted to kind of put fitz magic in there to kind of boost the team he, um, he did he magic. did bench Tua because of the play he wanted Tua to know he kind of wanted to make an example like you get you play bad you see you're sitting right uh, and he kind of wanted to give a boost by putting fitz magic in and he almost did it he almost had that uh, touchdown. He threw that interception real late. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Tua was playing too bad. I mean, he was playing – he wasn't playing great, but, I mean, 
Hey, I feel like that's a game that you kind of got to let them figure it out. You kind of got to let them experience those type that's of games. That's why it was surprising so to throw. me. Exactly. It was a little surprising, but I could see him trying to utilize the Fitz magic. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> He's trying, if, hey, you've got it. you got to utilize it. you got to try, at least. And yeah. it almost worked. So. It's maybe. like you have Nick Foles on the bench. Maybe, hey, maybe put Nick Foles in, try to save the game. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about, man. Sometimes it works, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. At least try. Hey, you got to try it. I mean, but I mean, any. I feel like if it wasn't Fitz Magic on the bench, he would have been in. Yeah. Uh, and, and trying to figure it out. But I think, I mean, he's already named two of the starter next week. So exactly. He did that um, after the game. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm sure it had something to do with, like, he wanted to try to get another dub. He wanted to kind of extend the lead right. in the division or kind of make the team, the, the record, a little better in a way. Um, right. The next one here is the Chargers and the Jets. Jets are 0-10. Uh I don't know how Adam Gase keeps a job after this season, but I mean, I, for some reason I have it in the back of my mind that somehow he's going to be here next year coaching this team. If he I, is, then the jets deserve to go. Oh, and 16 this year and next year. I know, but I, I have just a sneaking suspicion that Gase is going to be around next year. That's the so chargers good. chargers looking good as, as usual. Herbert yeah. out here balling. He's probably going to win rookie of the year, man. It's looking like it, especially with Burrow out. Right. Ah, shit. I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but Herbert is has been killing it. He's yeah, I mean, he had it. he had 366 yards and three touchdowns, bro. He went 37 Man. of 49. Like, for a rookie, he's having – I saw something today about he's on pace to break a rookie, like a Ben Roethlisberger-type record for a rookie quarterback. So I, I like mean, to see him do it. I like yeah. to see young quarterbacks balling out like that. It's nice to see. Yeah. Hope so, I mean, they're, they're all around playing decent football. Um, Balaj, he had like 44 yards. He had an all right game. I scooped mm-hmm. him in fantasy. Uh, but, yeah. Keenan Allen was 16 thing. receptions. Yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. Uh, Jets doing Jets things. Chargers doing Chargers things. Right. Uh, the next game was quite the wild one. Went to OT. The Packers and the Colts. Mm-hmm. And like we said, I think we both picked the Packers, man. Oh man, I accidentally said something about Blankenship earlier on the uh, other on the Ravens and the Titans game, and uh, you said something about Derek Henry getting that game winning touchdown. I was like, oh yeah, it completely. This is the game when Blankenship came in, and uh- <laughs> like it, it was it was amazing just to see that that whole turn of events with uh, Scandley and fumbling, and yeah. then, like it just. It was like wow, like it just it, it all happened so so quick. Like I I like that Colts defense, man. You were talking nice. about him last week. Yeah, that Colts defense and my my dumbass. I mean, I played him, but I mean mm-hmm. the, the Packers did score thirty one on him, so they didn't do right. that well. The Saints did pretty a real a lot better on my bench, unfortunately. But but, but um, that it, defense it was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It was Aaron Rodgers. So exactly. It, what do you? And they ended up expect? beating him. So I, I, I would take it. It does. It is yeah. a lot of points to give up though, because you gotta yeah. rely on Philip Rivers putting up that much. Then. Yeah. So I mean, that also goes back to what we said about the Packers. Is like they're a great team overall, but I mean that defense is gonna be the, the thing that holds them back. Like Seattle. Yeah, it's like Seattle. They're not as bad as Seattle, but I mean, it's it seems like. Aaron Rodgers in the same position as Russ each week. We're like, you right. got to start, you got to sling it and get touchdowns to win the game. 
Right. Like, you're just going to have to outscore the other team. Next up here. Cowboys and Vikings. Uh The Cowgirls somehow got a dub. They caught a dub somehow against the Vikings. Won this game, man. And I think it was because uh, Mike McCarthy went out there and smashed watermelons with with Dalva Cook's face on it uh, Mm. in front of the team. Did you hear hear about that? No. You didn't hear about that? It actually happened. Apparently, I think it was the night before the game or the day of, uh, Mike McCarthy had watermelons with, uh, I think, Dalvin Cook's face and some other Minnesota Vikings face on it. And he took a sledgehammer and smashed him like Gallagher <laughs> to get the frustrations out. And I guess it riled up the team enough oh. to get a dub. But, I mean, that was an odd uh, little thing for Very Mike McCarthy to do. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, it worked, I guess. Uh, the hey. Vikings are... are Showing what the Vikings are are in real Dealing, life. Dealing had two touchdowns, but I heard he's on he's on the COVID list now, right? Yeah, uh, I think it was like a day or a day after the game they put him on mm-hmm. the COVID list. Dalvin uh, Cook balled out too, but it just they couldn't hang. I mean, Kirk balled out though. He didn't have any interceptions. He had 300 yards and three touchdowns. He only had eight incompletions. Yeah, so I mean, it's Kirk just, balled. Another Dal- team Dalvin Cook had 115 yards, like what you said. Yeah, Thielen, I mean. like that whole Viking squad. Like, look at that. Thielen, Cook, and Cousins all had crazy games. That defense just lit it up. Yeah, at the end there. Um, the next one here, the Chiefs and the Raiders. We talked about it a little bit earlier. This was uh, a with great our special game. guest. But yeah, uh, great game. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, you give Chiefs that much time at the end of the game, it's over. Unfortunately, Unfortunately yeah. That's Pat, Pat, Mahomes. Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, Kelsey, just like clockwork, make it and look easy. He, he gave the ball back with time. Yeah. You know. It's like they're playing Madden out here. Like mm-hmm. the how they're like Kelsey, I think he was wide open in that in that end zone, man. Right. On that last play. I think uh Las Vegas is definitely a bright spot. Like they're they're gonna be just fine. That's, yeah, that know, like what we were saying earlier, here. that loss shouldn't be taken as a loss. That was like, take that as like you guys can hold your own against the Chiefs. You could probably beat anybody in the in the league. Yeah, I I could see them um like just rolling the rest of the season here. Like like they're saying like 10, 11 wins. Um, finish the season. Hopefully yeah. make the playoffs there as a seven seed or a six seed, and just see what you can do from there. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Monday night game we kind of talked about earlier with our guests as well, uh, the Rams and the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Old Tampa Bay Gronkineers, old Tom, man, he's, he's showing his age a little bit. He's throwing, three. He's been throwing a lot of picks this year. Did he have three picks that game? Uh, two, I believe. Two picks? Two picks. Man. Two I... touchdowns, two picks. Oh, Tom Brady. Jared Goff also had two picks as well. He had three touchdowns. Yeah, he did have three he, touchdowns. He started off that game a lot better. Like, Cooper Cup had 100 yards in, like, the first half. He was balling. Yeah. And then they just kind of slowed down, but they still ended up coming out with the win there. Buccaneers yeah. still have 7-4 and four record, even with this loss. So, yeah, I mean, the Rams, they're 7-3. and three. Uh, Their defense is really good. Uh, I mean, that offense is what seems to kind of either they're good they can hold their own or they kind of sputter, you know, for the Rams. It's 
it's kind of on and off. That defense is is pretty decent every every week. Right. It's just that offense is like you never know. Jared Goff seems like he throws. He has some turnovers. He has a problem with like fumbling and turnovers as well. Not on like a Carson Wentz level, but uh, it's an issue. But I mean, if Jared Goff can keep it under control, more than likely they're going to come out with a W. It seems. Right. They could be a sneaky good team in that uh, NFC playoffs if they end up making it. Exactly. Game. You never know. Maybe another trip back to to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, that's the games for last week. We yeah, ended up game. five and nine each because we each had the same. So it was real bad last week for us. Our um, overall records on the season, Wyatt is, he broke 100. He's 101 and 61. I am, yeah. <laughs> I am 99. And 63. Two games behind you still. Uh, hopefully I catch you this week. We'll see what happens. And <laughs> now I think uh, I think all the buys are out of the way. So we have... So. Yep, yep. So we have um, two extra games each week now. I think we got 16 games every week. So we're going to be having a, a couple extra picks now. So we just kind of yeah. like get through them. Yeah, especially but, starting with, with like where we'll kind of get into it. This... Thanksgiving Day, man. Yeah. Gonna have a Got lot of good football. Games. Three, Got three games. games. Three games all day. Uh, the Texans and the Lions is the first one up here. Should be an all right game to start. I'm glad they put that there at the 12:30 spot. That's a good one to get right. out of the way. First. Wake up in the morning and start watching that. <laughs> one. Okay. Cool. 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 But I'm gonna go um, with Houston in this one. I, I'm also gonna go with Houston. Uh, they are the three point favorites. Uh, the Lions, even though they do have one more win, I just think Texans are an all-around better squad at this point. Lions are just so, like, the island of misfit toys. They're trending in opposite directions right now. Exactly. The Texans, are, they just beat the Patriots. They're rolling a little bit. The Lions just got blanked. Uh, yeah. So, I, I'm rolling with Houston on that one. I'm next up. With Houston. This next one... I have no idea on it could go either way to be honest. The Washington No Names and the Cowboys. I am not breaking my pack. I am not going picking with the Cowboys. Today. I'm picking Dallas in this one. And that that's strictly why because I do think Alex Smith has been balling lately and he's probably he's probably going to have them in this game if not win I'm it. I'm going to I'll, I'll go be the devil's with, advocate. Uh, I'm going to pick Dallas. the No Names. Okay. Just we'll just how just that... because See how that works for you. We'll see how that works out for you. Hey, we'll see. They both have the same record. So <laughs> I think they're both evenly matched. Um, yeah. The next, next one, up. man. The Nightcap. Ravens and the Steelers. This is going to be a great game, man. I I don't know. I mean, the, Ste- the Ravens are going to be missing Dobbins. They're going to be missing Ingram. They're going to be missing, I think, they're one of their starting linemen. Right. Due to COVID, they're put on the COVID list. I don't know as, how this game's going to be going to. Yeah. As hard as it is to beat a team twice, I think this they kind of lined up. Like you just listed all the reasons. There's so much that goes into the Ravens losing this game. The Steelers are hot right now. It's it, if you don't come out of full strength, I don't see you even standing a chance. Exactly. You know? I got a roll of Pittsburgh on this one. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh as well. Mm-hmm. That's just a safe pick at this point. I mean, I don't think anybody thought the Ravens would be sitting at 6-4 and four right now. No. No, I thought they'd be sitting there 8-2, and two, you know, yeah. 
seven and three even maybe, but like definitely yeah, they, a lot better than lost, that. I think they've lost like three of the last four or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't don't quote me. Something like that. Another they've been, team they've been sliding. In the wrong direction. Yeah. Um. So I got but the Steelers got, in that one. Then we got uh, Sunday football. Yes, sir. The Raiders and the Falcons are kicking it off. I'm rolling with Las Vegas in this one. Las Vegas got to yeah. got to go with them on that like, one. Like 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 you were saying, like they they're that offense, man. It's all around so good, and I think Darren Waller honestly is probably like the second best tight end in the league, only behind Kelsey. He's so underrated, man. He's so he is. Underrated. You don't hear much about him. You don't. You really don't. But like he he's he's a beast, man. Every time I see him, he looks like LeBron James out there. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Who do you got in that one? The Raiders. Okay. Yeah, I definitely got the Raiders in that one. Uh, yeah. The Falcons are just are, are terrible right now. Yeah, the same third year, man. <laughs> Next one should be an interesting game: the Chargers and the Bills. Uh, the the Bills have a five and a five point five point uh, advantage. It looks like here, oh. the favorites. I'm gonna roll with Buffalo as well as Herbert's been playing. I I just um. I think Buffalo is trying to get back on track to the team they were at the beginning of the season, and they can't lose a game like this. So they're they're going to be pulling out all the stops type of thing to, to make sure they win this this game here. I'm going to roll Buffalo. Herbert's still going to ball, but that defense is nice. That that Bills defense is nice. Yeah, I think I'm picking Buffalo as well. That just seems like the mm-hmm. safe bet. Right, right. Uh, the next one here is the Giants and the Bengals. Um, I got the Giants in this one. Yeah, if uh, if Burrow was in the game, it might be a little bit di- like harder to pick the Giants, but it's real. It's pretty easy. I don't even, to be honest with you, know who the Bengals' starting quarterback next week is going to be. Yeah, is it is it AJ McCarron? Is he still? I don't even think he's still. It in, shouldn't be the way he looked. I, I don't know. That game. Is that who it is? I don't know. It, I don't it even know. Say here. I don't even know who their quarterback is next week. Someone I don't know if it's been announced in yet. the comments. Let us know. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I like we kind of talked about, I brought up earlier, uh, the Giants, it seems like they're the best. I mean, Dallas kind of had a really good game against the Vikings, but who knows how long that'll last. Yeah. I think the Giants all around are more, have been consistent, more consistent the past couple games. Yeah. They actually have game plans. It seems like the, all the players are bought in. Um, they know who they are. Yeah, I mean, and, I and I picked them to win this game, and I think they're going to win the NFC East, man. Let's see what happens. Um, but, um what yeah, you got the next, next one is the Titans and the Colts. Ooh, I'm picking the see, Colts. Yeah, I was going to say even um with Tennessee coming off that that victory, both seven Colts, and three. The Colts are trying to prove themselves right let's now take a, he, let's take a moment to reflect on this is probably the best year philip rivers has had in a while as far yeah. as like being he's seven and three he's looking to be on a good team finally he's only got 14 touchdowns on the season so far but he is he's having may a not nice, be statistically like, like himself the best season but i'm saying right. as like being on a decent team wise he's in a great position exactly so uh We'll see how yeah, that goes. And the Titans, the Titans have been kind of iffy with me lately. Right, right. I don't know. I'm picking Indy though. Yeah, definitely got Indy. Uh, the next one is the Panthers and the Vikings. Interesting. Mike, Vikings are four point favorites. Even with Teddy and McCaff coming back. Uh, yeah. And then they don't have Thielen. 
I'm I'm rolling with Carolina in this one for the upset. If they have Minnesota as the favorites, I'm going to roll with Carolina in that game. Because I think they come back pretty strong. You saw what happened. Even with the whole offense balling out last week, they couldn't beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got the Panthers. I, I've been prone to pick the Panthers this year. Yeah. And he'll, he'll at least cover that four-point spread. Yeah. T- Teddy, uh, Teddy always covers the spread. Yeah, unless, I mean, unless Dalvin Cook has a crazy game, as yeah. always. But, uh, the next one was the Cardinals and the Pats. Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point two favorites. I'm rolling with, uh, unfortunately, I'm rolling with Arizona in this one. Yeah. Uh, this is a game that I think Arizona needs to win to, to stay competitive in their own division. And if they uh, – obviously, I don't think the Patriots are going to try to lose, but – I think Arizona's a little more hungry right now. They're more, they're sadly, more experienced. Oh, man, it's tough. Tough be. How do you survive this What you what, every year? Why? I don't understand it. <laughs> just, hey, not every not, year. Not every not, year. Just, We've been in playoffs the past three years. It's tough. I know people probably just think I'm a spoiled Patriots fan. I am. But, like, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I, Believe I me, I'm Arizona in the same boat right game. now, so I know how it is. Uh, who do you who do you got? Cardinals. Cardinals. Gotcha. Cardinals. Yeah, um, I, I I think it's gonna be the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I think the Pats are gonna give them a good game though. I don't right. think it's gonna be a blowout or anything. But we couldn't really contain Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray's gonna. They they got the blue blueprint for uh, how to beat us just just from last week. So yeah, Kyler Murray's gonna take advantage of that defense. Definitely. Uh, the next one we got here is the Dolphins and the Jets. 0-10 Jets. Sorry, New York. 0-11 is coming your way. Miami yep. is a seven-point favorite in this one. Whole touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> Even with Miami flopping last week, they're going to they're Hammer gonna the Dolphins. Out. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Last week. <laughs> next up, we got Cleveland and Jacksonville. Cleveland's a seven-point favorite on them as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got Cleveland in this one. Yeah, Jaguars, this is pretty easy. They stink. I don't know how the Jags got a win. I think they beat the Texans somehow early it was in the, the first season. Ga- it was the first game of the season, yeah. No, because they, they, they played beat somebody um, the first game of the season. Who did they? I, it doesn't matter, but I don't know how they got <laughs> that win. Next up. Uh, the Saints and the Broncos. I Broncos got the been playing surprise in football lately. Drew Locke's been doing his thing, but I got the Saints. I think they roll the uh, Taste of Hill project just gonna get better and better. Definitely got them as well. But we that's got a team coming off a bye. Uh, Forty Niners and the healthier Rams. they are. Not much. I, <laughs> I'm still picking the Rams in this one. Same they here. Seem to be um, a team trending in the right direction here. Yep. Got the Rams there. Next one could be a possible Super Bowl matchup. Big game. Chiefs Big and the game. Buccaneers. This one should probably be the the primetime game. This should um, be, but it's okay. It, <laughs> it'll still be uh, televised. I'm, I'm sure. I got the Chiefs, man. I got the Chiefs too. The Buccaneers have not proved that they could hang with these elite teams. Um, they lost to the Saints, and now uh, they last lost week the Bears. Who, yeah, they lost to the Bears. Who who they just played last week? Um. Monday night, just, the they Rams. Rams. They they're losing to teams that are obviously good teams. So I, I don't trust them against the Chiefs. No way. 
pick the Kansas <laughs> City all day in this one. Agreed. Chiefs are going to be 10 and, 10 and 1 after that week. Uh, yep. Next one is the a division game, uh, Bears and the Packers. What you think? Uh, I mean, even with that Bears defense, I got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, I'm not doubting them. They're not going to lose uh, two in a row. Um, yeah. Especially I mean, when this is your second opponent here. The Bears don't even know who's going to be their starting QB right now. Yeah. They're coming the- off a bye, too. So yeah. we'll see. But I, I, I got the Packers in that one as well. Nice. Then, and I guess we'll talk about the damn Monday night game this week. The Seahawks and the Eagles. And the Eagles. The oh, only man. Seattle are the six point favorites. I expected it to be higher. Um, <laughs> the only positive I have to say about this Eagles right now is that they are three and zero in primetime games this year. All hey. three of their whims have come in primetime. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I'm still picking the Seahawks. Me too. <laughs> I'm still picking the Seahawks. Me too. But... I don't care how bad the Seattle defense is. That Seattle Let's offense is going to slaughter the Eagles. <laughs> even, listen, listen. Even if the Seahawks score <laughs> only 14 points this game, Eagles are still going to lose. It'll be like 9 to 14 or something because you'll get yeah. three field goals. Yeah. Hey. I don't trust this. Listen, the Eagles defense is so hit and miss. I trust the defense way more than the offense. Yeah. Like at this point, this offense is terrible. The past two weeks, it seems like they get out to good starts and then everything that they about what made the good starts great, they just abandoned. So, I mean, it's it's in disarray right now. I, there's no way possible I could pick the Eagles to win this game. We'll see how that goes. I'm picking Seattle for sure, though. Um, even yeah. like you were saying, they could score 14 points potentially and still win this game. So yeah, I mean, same, same with the. Uh, that's no slight to y'all. Like the same with the Cardinals. The Cardinals could possibly score 14 points and win that game against the Patriots. I right felt now the same something. about like the Brown against the Browns. If I felt like if the Browns put it for, put 14 up on us, which they they did. I mean, I thought it was over because I didn't think that offense had any way of moving down the field and scoring a touchdown at all. They were forced to. Yeah, they were forced to. And, I mean, of course, the one that even made it that close at the end was garbage time touchdown. So, I mean. Right. It was kind of, like, disappointing seeing that because, like, I I saw that and he just, like, none of them even separated. They're just, like, like, he called the touchdown and just. Yeah. I, I was like, man, damn. Like, because when I saw the replay, I didn't see the score, so I wasn't sure. But it was kind of like a context clue of when that touchdown happened. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just by his his body language there. Yeah. But yeah, that that was that's our picks for week twelve coming up. Yeah, a, a lot of games. Like as you saw, so mm-hmm. a ton of games on Sunday. So that should keep everybody busy. Um, oh. Go out, make some damn like fifteen game parlays or something, something wild. Speaking <laughs> of that, man, I hit a like it wasn't that I saw, big. But I saw you a, got a good one. A ten a ten leg parlay. Yeah. I bet a dollar on it. It was on the Chiefs game and I hit. It was like a hundred and forty some bucks. It was like <laughs> help help for, for Christmas presents. Yeah, <laughs> you know what definitely. I'm but like but like um it, it definitely um shit. 
get that fair dual sponsorship, maybe you know. Yeah, possibly like, in those down the <laughs> I mean, we tell you go go play some fair duel because that's where it's man. At. It, it's so it's obviously if you're 21 and we're not going to be sitting here telling you to do any game in your state if it's registered your state exactly i'm not trying to get any trouble anything nothing like that like but like it's definitely it's it's cool it's cool we're we're both obviously of age way over way over (laughs) but uh let's keep going here uh we'll talk about some nba here a lot of news a huge huge injury clay thompson out for the year man happened during practice Two years in a row that this has happened, where he's just gonna miss a full season. Sucks. Uh, it, it really does suck, man. You hate getting... to see that. Golden State was primed to have a decent year, like right. coming off of like probably the worst year in quite a while for them. They're ready to have a nice bounce back year. Yeah, I mean they got they got Wiggins over there. Steph's healthy. Um, yeah, I mean it's definitely disheartening, man. You hate to see that a dude with such talent go down like that. Right, and that just begs the question of like. How how hard will Steph have to ball for them to be where they need to be? You know, where where yeah. where you expect them to be, or where it's competing with a Lakers or a Clippers? You know. Yeah, I mean, unless they make some crazy signing or something, I don't see them like. I don't know if they're going to be able to compete. You know, with some of the top teams in the West, but we'll what see. If, I mean, what if he comes out and breaks another record for three pointers or something? He could. He just, you know, like, he's been. You he He's been in the lab this whole time, just working on his shot. Just putting him up. Like, imagine he's just nasty from three for Um, for even his standards. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that that Clay just brings not only an amazing shooting and scoring ability, but Clay has locked down defense on pretty much anybody he covers. And I think that's a big part of the Warriors. They're going to get outscored. Yeah. So, pretty good. If he doesn't put up 33s a game. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's very iffy. They're definitely going to be better than last year. Right, I right. Mean, so, I mean, that's I that's not really saying much. But, a bit. yeah, definitely. It's, it's a good topic to bring up. I mean, it, we'll kind of talk about it a little bit more once the season starts or preseason starts to kind of see where the team's at, what they're kind of looking like through the first couple games. Right, right. There was a um, lot of um, huge contract signings and free agent signings and yeah, all types absolutely. of trades. There's, there's so many here. Um, great. I mean, Brandon, Brandon Ingram signed a five-year deal, I think, today. Mm-hmm. So he's sticking around. Uh, Bam signed a five-year deal with the Heat. So, I mean, he he balled out. I mean, unfortunately, he had that injury there in the finals. Him and Goran re-signed, so they got both of them back. Yeah, and they also added uh, Avery Bradley. He's yeah. on the heat yeah. now, so I mean they that's stole. a really good signing. That's okay uh, for them. He still gets uh, a ring here. Uh, Demarcus Cousins signed with the Rockets on a one-year deal, which was interesting. I mean, if he can yeah. stay healthy, but um, I don't see them doing much because like we expect Russ and Harden to be moved. But that was yeah. interesting. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, Marcus Marcus All goes to your Lakers. You get the other Gasol brother. Got well our, got our Schroeder. Center. We've already talked about Schroeder going there. The Lakers ended up losing McGee and Howard, so it was yeah. nice to see Marcus All come in. But Schroeder yeah, where also. Did, where did McGee go? He got traded. Uh, we traded him to Cleveland. Cleveland. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and Howard went to the Sixers. Yep. Yep. Uh, he signed a one-year deal there. Uh, also, Jason Tatum signed a five-year extension with the Celtics. 
So he's going to be, he's there. So with the uh, Donovan Mitchell. So, I mean, a lot of these big, these huge young stars on teams are, are solidifying themselves as mm-hmm. part of the, as part of the team for the future now. Making the, the team's free agent destinations potentially in the future. Like, yeah. look, I'm here. I'm like, come play, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Serge Ibaka, he signed with the Clippers. Uh, what else? Tristan Thompson left the the, the Cavaliers. He's in. The, he's a Celtic now. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. That was that was really weird. I was not expecting to see him some him leave there. Uh, Gordon Hayward signed with the Hornets, which was interesting. I, that yeah, was kind of he got signing. a nice contract. Yeah, that was quite the contract. I did. I was not Michael expecting Jordan that. throwing money around right now. Apparently, man. Uh, another couple here with Steve Adams. Steven Adams went to the Pelicans. Uh, and Ness Canner went to the they're Trailblazers. Gonna be, they're going to be nice this year. The Pelicans, man, they're going to be like an eight, seven, eight seed, and they're going to be nice. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're going to be sneaky good. I saw good. something about like, uh, what's his name, the dude on the Pelicans, Zion. Like, Zion, he's like the longest tenured Pelican now. Yeah, he's the vet now. <laughs> I saw that too. He, he like, got drafted last year, and now he's the longest tenured Pelican. But hey. That's maybe that's a good like a great thing. Yeah. Maybe that's a great thing. I don't know. We'll see. Because he's still like got the Pelicans veterans. are trying to build a nice team though. I mean Steven I Adams, he's a he's a great good. player to add. They're gonna be fighting teams like um Phoenix and stuff like that for like yeah. playoff positions at the at the end there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and Nez Canner went to the Trailblazers. So I mean the yep. Trailblazers get a nice big man as well. Hey, and I mean I and like Carmelo resigned as well. So Carmelo's yeah. staying. And another I mean, team that's going to be in that at the end of the season fighting for playoff spots, like whether it be six, seven, eight, nine. That's a team um, that's in contention out, you know every I mean? like, year that has the possibility to go to the finals. Right. I just think the the top couple spots are so locked up. It's going to be teams like L.A., L.A. So you got two right there. You got Denver, Utah. You got two more right there. So like that's already yeah. four seeds. Then when you're talking about Phoenix. Portland, we didn't even throw Golden State in there yet, so we're at seven. So yeah. like it, the the West is tough. The West is going to be tough. We didn't have Houston in there either. We don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. So it's that that last that six, seven, eight is, and like I said, nine. Even though nine misses the playoffs, that is going to be crazy. That that like little fight for that is going to be nice. Yeah, definitely agree, man. Um, and the other one I have here is uh, Darian Fox. He signed a five year deal. De'Aaron Fox, yeah. De'Aaron Fox, yeah. yeah. With with Sacramento, he's staying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And as far as the 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 Bogdan Bogdanovich, that kind of looked like it got axed as well. They said apparently there's a rumor that he's going to do a sign and trade for the Lakers. What? I saw this floating around today, and I'm like, interesting. That there's no, it's just a rumor. That did not happen or anything. It's just. I was going to say I didn't see anything about no, that. No, it was just a rumor. I was like. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> but nothing happened there. But we'll see what like happens. Getting, you're like they Alex signed, talking about the Nets. You're getting everybody. They signed Wesley Matthews. You know, they yeah. signed um Mar- Montrose Harrow, six man of the year last year. Yeah. You know, and like like Schroeder, I was saying, who was the runner up. Shooter was the runner up. So like it's 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 nice. It's looking nice. And I know Wesley Matthews. Um, he was talking about it was an easy decision for him because he's. They told him he could start, like he's gonna be starting with us. So, like, you know, I, I know he's gonna be part of the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, and then 
I, I like the Marcus Gasol pickup, man, too. They also re-signed KCP and uh, Marquise Morris. So yeah, still that. got Kuzma, still got Caruso, released Quinn. Um, the the roster's shaping up. AD didn't sign with us yet, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Obviously, Probably working on contract deets. It's like 99% chance he's going to sign with the Lakers, but like the fact that he didn't sign with us yet still got me a little weary. So we'll see We'll see what happens. But. I'm gonna... Want to come to Chicago? But that's pretty play? much all the free agency news that's happened in the past week here. Definitely yeah, keep catching up on. Yeah, that's all the NBA news that, that really happened. Uh, right. I know the preseason starts here in the next couple weeks, which is going to be nice. Yep. Yep. We'll be uh, I'm excited, a lot of NBA excited to see like the, the Bulls prospects right. that they, they drafted. Um, the next thing we have here is the college football power rankings here. They just have like, the top the fours. Yep, they just released the first uh, playoff rankings. And they have Alabama, number one. Yep. They got Notre Dame, number two. Clemson at three. And Ohio wow. State at four. I, think, I don't understand that, but okay. Yeah, I think, I think Ohio should State flipped. should be three. And Clemson How's Clemson going to lose the Notre Dame, but going to be ahead of the undefeated Ohio State? It doesn't yeah, make any especially, sense. Especially with the year that Justin Fields is having. I know he threw yeah. three picks last game, but this is the first that was the first pick he threw all season so far. I, I got his stats chill here. He's got. I just want to see Alabama versus Ohio State. He's played four games. Okay, he's got thirteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, and three picks, which he just had. You know, in that last game, which it, it's just, I, 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 I think he is a, a, a pick for Heisman this year. I mean that that didn't really help his case there. Those three picks, but. How many games we got left? I think three. Uh, I would have to look at the schedule. Three, four, yeah. like as far as what we got left. I think he he could be a, a, a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, man. Yeah. I know Mac I mean, Jones is balling too. Like crazy the past couple of years. Right, right. Justin Fields, but, he's hopefully he gets drafted someplace and does nice. They got uh, yeah. BYU is also undefeated. Okay. And they're at 14. They have them all the way down at 14. They have Georgia at nine as a two-loss team. That's why. So, like, it's just based off of strength of schedule. But um, they were talking about BYU scheduling a game with Cincinnati um, yeah. because uh, they were uh, they were talking about they both have a bye week or something like that. So they they just need more chances to prove themselves, more or less, for them to get more votes. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. I just wanted to go over that a little bit. We can talk every week, see what what shifts there are as far as the rankings go. Yeah, so they're like, cause I'm not, I've been kind of trying to get into the college football a little bit more each year. Um, I mean, this year has been kind of iffy for me since it's so out of whack. Yeah, it is um, crazy. So I mean, it's it's so hard to see kind of like what how the rankings are and how they judge them. It's so weird. Right. Um, so I know you're a little bit more, you know, a lot more about it than I do going into I, that. Yeah, it was just it's just been such a weird year for that, you know. Yeah. But like just just wanted to hit on that real quick. We'll definitely follow up on that every week and let you guys know what the power what the rankings are at. Yeah, definitely. Um so I mean we'll get into the last couple segments that we usually do of the show. Uh our bias bubbles here. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead, Vern. I know you had a lot planned, so you we'll yeah, let you talk I mean, about it. We did talk about a lot here, um, but pretty much I'm pretty excited about all the free agency t- signs that the, the Lakers are having right now. It's it's looking nice. The trade for Schroeder, uh, they're trying to build depth. They're trying to 
improve on what they the blueprint for last year, and it's it's going to be great. Um, I think Danny Green, uh, even though he missed a lot of shots, he is going to be missed. But with Harrell and um, uh, what's his name, with Schroeder coming in, I think the combination of him and Schroeder um, could be better than Danny Green and Rondo was. So we'll we'll see how this plays out. I, I'm real excited, and then obviously I don't think they're done necessarily. Um, there's still there's still some things to do, uh, but but we'll see what happens as far as the Lakers go. I've been following LeBron on his IG, and he's just like, like he's just he's working out. He's ready. He's he's already ready, man. I can't wait to see this next season. It's yeah. just uh, very very hype, very hype for the Lakers. And then Good, um, as far as the Patriots, um, pretty much hit on a lot of that. Um, Cam isn't doing terrible, but. It just the defense can't seem to hang um, in the big moments, like at the end of the game or when we when we really need them. Um, it, it's just it's looking kind of stagnant. I, I really hope they turn around against Arizona, but I'm not necessarily expecting much. Um, I'm just kind of like wading through through the games right now, yeah. just looking for bright now, I'm spots. probably going to keep asking you each week, do you think Cam's going to be here on the squad after, after the season? Do you think he's going to be there next year? The meter's ticking down. <laughs> that's not his fault at all because yeah. he's playing fine. I just don't know if he'll be the quarterback that we want for what we have going forward. Maybe uh, so like, like Belichick experimented with this type of QB, and he's like, maybe this isn't the type that I that kind of fits my style. Maybe it it is a transition into a different because he does want to get into what the league's doing nowadays. He's but just this trying to figure it out. Exactly. This is this isn't the guy. Um. So I maybe maybe another two year. Maybe he signs a two year deal or Listen, something like. But like, you give I, us I like a second round so. pick. We'll give you Jalen Hurts. No. That'll be your nah. dude. We'll give you this dude here. <laughs> Shit. I'll give take us him. a first round pick. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about all that. But we um, ain't in the business of handing out first rounders. Bird had six catches for 132, man. Every week we got a different young wide receiver balling. That's <laughs> nice to see. Jacoby Myers two weeks ago. Bird this week, man. It was nice to see. I was really yeah. happy about that. But a real um, a bummer was Burkett is going to be out for the season with the knee injury. I saw that. Got yeah. Carter off the field. But like um, Cam, Cam was spreading the ball around. We had eight different receivers. So or uh, eight different people catching the ball. So it's it's nice to see the offense starting to do better it's just yeah. defense please come on defense just give us it it's just tough to watch it's tough to watch i agree time. got arizona coming in next week so see how that goes it's a home game yeah that's pretty um, much it i mean unfortunately i wish i had that issue because mine's the opposite i feel like my defense our defense is all right i wish our offense wasn't the issue i would rather like I would rather have our defense be the issue than our offense yeah. be the issue. I Much that. rather. I would rather see us be able to put up points and possibly just lose because of a defensive bullshit, you know? Because then it's not on the offense. Because it's, not it's on frustrating. You know your defense yeah. is doing everything they can. Yeah. Because, I mean, at this point, it's not even like, yeah, last year the argument was injuries and Carson doesn't have weapons. This year, even though there is some injuries, Carson has weapons. Carson's got Miles Sanders. He's Fulgham. got uh, Boston Scott. He's got Fulgham. He's got Rager. He's got, uh, what's his name, John Hightower. Alshon Jeffrey's back. Take that what you will. 
But right. I mean, but still, the weapons are there. O line is terrible. So I mean, I give him that. He's had 40 sacks on the season, which is the worst out of anybody. So many. But still, even whenever you're not getting sacked, you're just making bad decisions. Yeah. And I mean, and I I've said this numerous times on Twitter. The QB is only as good as the coaching is. And I mean, yeah. so I mean, Wentz is bad. He makes bad decisions. I'm not putting all the blame on Carson because they're allowing him to do this without correcting it in practice. Um, it seems like they're just like kind of guide him and let him kind of make his own decisions in a way. Um, I did see a stat. I don't have it actually um, about the Eagles are significantly better when Carson is calling the plays than when Doug okay. is calling the plays. So, I mean, I've, I've know I've mentioned that before on here, whenever they're doing like the hurry up offense and up tempo, it seems like they kind of get in a more of a rhythm whenever yeah. Carson's kind of calling the shots. It's um, yeah. But I mean, I think Doug is just kind of a control freak. He wants things done his way. He wants the game plan to be his way. He wants to call the shots. And unfortunately it, it might be gone here after this year because, uh, Oh, what happened to it? I thought I had it reported. Um, there is a report I have here. Find it. Yes. Um, according to Adam Kaplan, who's a well-respected uh, insider, uh, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, could make changes if things don't get turned around soon in the Eagles organization. Um, quote, it was after the Dallas game that Lurie let the coaches know what he thought of the offense, and I know for a fact the owner is not happy. I believe if they don't make the playoffs, then we could have Armageddon in January. Oh man! So heads Take are that for what you yeah, really and it's know. already been a couple weeks since the Dallas game, and it hasn't gotten any better. So right. Take that for what you will. Shit's going to be changing. Dark days are ahead for the Eagles organization. Um, I've kind of touched on it before in the podcast. People are going to be gone after this yeah. year. Not even just coaching. Alshon, Deshaun, probably Ertz. A lot of big names. I'm actually kind of thinking that they're going to trade Fletcher Cox after this season. Get your value. Get the value, and he has, other than Carson, he has the highest contract on this team. Yeah. And with the cap hit that's coming. Well, then more or less unload that contract. Exactly. I think with the cap do. hits coming, I think they're going to trade him because, I mean, Fletcher Cox is Fletcher Cox, but he hasn't really been performing up to standards the past couple years. He's been consistent, but he hasn't been, like, a breakout star right. every year. Um, so, I mean – a lot of things are going to be changing, and I mean, I'm nervous, but I'm, on the other hand, I'm excited because hopefully the change is for the better, and yeah. I'm glad kind of Lori is kind of getting under it now instead of waiting. He's not just I mean, content with this, you know? He saw what Chip Kelly did in a couple years. He's like, this isn't happening again. I'm fucking... I don't know if they're going to fire Doug, let, like, because, I mean, he did win a Super Bowl. He still has that, like, couple years Right. Like they're going to give him. It's only but been three years. I think he's definitely yeah. losing play calling capabilities. Um, I think Howie Roseman's probably going to be fired or demoted. Um, Jim Schwartz is definitely gone. I think yeah. Jim Schwartz is definitely gone. Um, on the other hand, I did have some stats, of course. Um, Miles Sanders and Derrick Henry are the only NFL players with three or more 60 plus yard rushes since 2019. Okay. Derrick Henry has 239 more carries as Miles Sanders. Damn. <laughs> oh my God. So that's even crazier. Miles um, Sanders has always been like a mini Saquon. Bro, 
Miles Sanders could easily have had like 130 yards rushing the past two weeks. Like, give the man the ball. Give the man the damn ball. He had 60 yards in the first half against the Browns again, and you stop rushing him. Like, I don't understand it, dude. Like, they, we could have been rushing. It was pouring That's down rain. That's what I'm saying about the Patriots, man. Like, what? What are you I know waiting Cam for? Balled, but, like, run the ball. Run the like, ball. I don't know if you just don't want people to get hurt, but I mean, like, Miles should be having career games at this right. point. Like, he should be, he could be up there with, like, the top running backs. And maybe that could be it, too. Maybe they want to keep his value down a little bit by not fucking. It's conspiracy. Maybe. Hey, man, you're not getting you're not getting this many yards, such and such. I mean, why we would we pay you pay this you amount up. of money? We can't pay you that much money. Right. Um, uh, the other one I have here is Carson Wentz is on pace to take 64 sacks because he's had 40 in 10 games. Um, that would be the fourth most in a season all time next to David Carr, Randall Cunningham, and David Carr again in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> David Carr in 2002 had 76. Oh Cunningham, Cunningham in 86 had 72. In 2005, David Carr once again had 68. That man took a lot of hits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, and this is kind of, I'm bringing facts to kind of also, I mean, I'm kind of pointing out Wentz's faults, but I mean, this is kind of, again, with my argument a little. Um, Wentz had 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions in 2017. Uh, he also had 48 touchdowns and 14 interceptions throughout 2018 and 19. Um, that's 81 touchdowns and 21 interceptions in three seasons, which is pretty great as yeah. for for a franchise QB. Um, that's a good QB. Um, he's had a and he has a four one touchdown ratio interception ratio, um, and he's just having a bad season. I mean, yeah, everybody's so quick to say bench Carson or you need to trade Carson. He's a terrible QB. I mean, he's playing terrible now, but that doesn't mean necessarily he's a terrible QB. You know, I mean, right. I, I, I know he has the potential. Fixable. Like, I yeah, know it I is like you're five, but like, it's not like it's, I think it's a scheme thing. Like yeah, you're saying, exactly. like, I think once, and, once it all gets fixed on, on the play, playmaking side of things, it'll all work itself out. And I think that's what Doug's what waiting said, for. It's fixable now. If yeah. this keeps going, it's not going to be fixable. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I think I'm glad Laurie's getting under it now because he knows if this continues, they're gonna they're gonna waste Wentz's talent. Right. And like I said before, they're gonna end up trading him or he's gonna leave and he's gonna be phenomenal somewhere else where they're gonna utilize him, like yeah. the Colts. Watch Frank Reich scoop him up when the Colts when Philip Rivers leaves and he's gonna ball the fuck out. Balls. Um. And the next thing isn't necessarily Eagles. This is just a kind of the thing I, I brought up. Uh, it's the win-loss ratio for a lot of the young QBs. I mean, okay. it, it has a lot of QBs on here, so I figured I would kind of go over it. It's a lot of the, the QBs that are probably going to be sticking around here over the next 10 years that we're going to be the seeing a lot generation. more. This generation that's coming up. Um, Derek Carr is 45 of 59 mm. as of right now. Um, Dak Prescott is 43 of 29. Not bad. Okay. He hasn't not done much, but he's, he's not bad. Uh, Jared Goff is 41 of 26. So he's a little worse than Dak, but it's but still really been, good. He's already been to a Super Bowl, Been to too. a Super Bowl. Patty Mahomes is 37 and 9. Dude hasn't even lost 10 games in his that career yet. Won an MVP so and a Super Bowl. Ridiculous. He that is could the, be the next great. 
that could be the crazy sports stat of the podcast if we wanted. It could be. Honestly, <laughs> I actually don't have one today, so I got one. That okay? Um, but Carson Wentz, he has a, not a great record, but it's positive. It's thirty-five and thirty-one. Okay. He's been sliding down a little bit and one tie. So 35-31 and one. Um, let me see here. Deshaun Watson is twenty-eight and twenty-two, which is okay. not great. About on pace as, as Wentz a little bit. Yeah, a little worse than I thought it was, but I I mean, I guess he has been on the Texans. Yeah, uh, Jameis Winston is 28 and 42. Oh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky is 26 and 19, believe it or not. Oh, positive. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is 26 and 9. Yeah, really, I know he barely he doesn't have loses, Ted man. He barely um, loses. Yeah, Lamar Jackson here, he's 25 and 9. Okay. They had so he hasn't had ten wins really. Maybe last night. Maybe last yep. night or the other. This loss that might have been the tenth one because I don't think this right. one was updated. Um, let me see here. Teddy Bridgewater's twenty-five and twenty. Uh, Josh Allen's twenty-two and sixteen. So I mean he's been balling. And Baker Mayfield is nineteen of twenty. He's probably twenty of twenty now with the win so against Philly. That's about where I would expect him to be. Yeah, so that's okay. all the ones I have here on that list. So, I mean, Very a lot of positive records. There's some below. I mean, most of them are the, positive, though. The future is bright for the NFL the as far as quarterbacks. As long as they take care and play to the QB strengths, which, please, please, I don't care what you guys got to do. There's fix so my many boy snapping legs. Stop Bro, snapping legs. I, I, I love this dude too much to give up on Carson Wentz. I put so much stock in this dude. I feel like he has the potential. I'm, I'm not giving up on him until no. until I have to, you know, until right. it's at the point where I'm like, this dude's just, all right, he's, he's not going to fix it. It's not going to happen. I understand, man. Um, but that's my dude. He's under contract for all this money. I We got to roll gotta with him. Got to stick with him. I can't say bench him. How's he going to learn if you bench him? Got to stick with him. Um, but yeah, I mean that's all I got though. Other than the, there's not much on the Bulls, uh, just rumors. I think they're trying to get Kemba Walker still. Okay. Uh, they're apparently Spencer Dinwiddie might be coming from the Nets. Uh, it's not a trade. Apparently he had just like a uh, he could opt out of his deal and sign with us. Okay. Um, we did so drop him in one. I think he we had him in 2016, and we let him go, and then he went to the Nets and kind of blossomed a little bit. Right. So, right. Um, he has been practicing with our rookie that we just drafted recently, though. And apparently okay. he says that he has no ceiling, which is pretty exciting. Okay. <laughs> so so that we'll kind see of, what happens kind of there. The speculation because he's, he's been playing with some of the Bulls players recently. Right. He's possibly getting signed. So, I mean, that would be kind of cool, bringing, bringing a, a vet into the, into the team. So, possibly the new management might bring some players in which is nice they're kind of building a, a nice solid foundation that i like hopefully yeah. the coaching is that's just all to see how the coaching is and how the just team does planning for the future at this point trying to make sure like you said that the foundation is there for yeah. them to be successful it may be and then next year when oh. with a huge free agency maybe fucking try to sign a huge free agent next year yeah. next off season because there's going right. to be a bunch of them exactly but yeah that's all i got so i mean we this has been a pretty big uh, filled podcast, so we'll just yeah. kind of wrap it up here uh, with the, the crazy sports stat of the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs>
the one I have here, it's the last football. Uh, it's not the last one of football. Um, it is a crazy stat. Is Jerome Bettis from the Steelers? Since the Steelers are are undefeated right now, might as well give a crazy Steelers stat. Respect. Uh, Jerome Bettis stat line for his game against the Raiders. Obvi- oddly mm. enough, um, September twelfth, two thousand four, he had five rushing attempts, one yard, three touchdowns. Oh my god! <laughs> so they just kept giving him the ball at the goal line. I guess just, so. Yeah, he has you know, five attempts for you know, one yard and three touchdowns. And I could see two of those attempts. He like got pushed back like two yards. So yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like so, he just that's crazy. <laughs> that's like a a classic Randy Moss stat line. You know what I mean? Like that's wild. Yeah. What was I that never one with that. Randy Moss? Then it was he like, had, like two three, or three catches. catches. Three catches, like 170, and three touchdowns. Something yeah. like that. Like, Outrageous. ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> but that that's crazy, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, I saw that's that, crazy. and I was like, I, that, I have to share that on the podcast. Alex probably appreciate that. He, he will. Hopefully, he watches this podcast long enough. He makes it to the end to see this. <laughs> I'll tell um, him to skip to the end so he can watch this. <laughs> but, yeah, we had a really good podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, special thanks again to your boy Q for... For joining us here uh go Absolutely. follow him on twitter at uh, your boy q254 uh for all the raiders information that you need and check out the raiders locked on podcast and more uh for his insight also check out squad pod sports on twitter uh check out squad pod podcast every friday check us out every thursday journey the with like the Jays. Dur- check out the journey with the jays and all their shows they have a bunch of great shows over there, man. Check bunch out all shows. the different all the different uh, links off of there, man. Exactly. Glad to be part they, of that. They're putting out so much content each week. So I mean, all your sports need are covered are covered with all of our shows within this network, and Absolutely. it's great to be partnered with them. Um, so covered. I mean, other than that, uh, like and subscribe. Always hit that like and subscribe button, and uh, we'll see Please you next thank week. Thank you. See ya. <laughs>